You are about to experience the corpse cast. We would advise any listener who may be ill, pregnant, or of weak constitution to reconsider listening to the show for fear of an onset of health issues related to encountering bouts of pure shock or fright. For those who wish to continue, just remember to avoid fainting. Keep repeating, it's only a podcast, only a podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 227 of the Corpse Cast. I'm Mike. I'm Shane. Shane, oh my gosh, what a day. 227. Can you believe that? You ever watch that TV show back (laughs) that had Jack Kay on it? (laughs) Kadeem Harrison. And it had- With the glasses? uh, That was uh, George Jefferson's uh, 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 live-in maid. Uh, Jack High? No, not Jack Kay. Kadeem Harrison? Yeah. No way. Yeah, that was her. Florence. Kadeem Harrison's a dude. Oh, well, the the other lady, the main lady that's in 227. Like the old lady? Like the older lady? The Jack, Jack main K- fucking lady. Jack Jack K is the like the the wacky neighbor. But the yeah. apartment 227, like the, the main lady. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't remember the main lady. I just remember Kadeem Harrison. Yeah. Well, this episode is 227, and she was also the live-in maid for- Was she hot? Yeah. How dare you hot. have a hot live-in maid with Mr. What's-His-Name? Because No, you know who was hot was the- the white man that was married to the black lady next door, and they come over to the Jeffersons. I'm not gonna lie like, to you. I'm, I have. Damn, I am out on this. She was the. Tr- this is a true story. All right. She was the mother to who the guy that had the ripped pants and his cock fell out. The the. Um, <laughs> you think I'd know a story like that? You know the 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 singer the the uh, something uh, Marley. Uh, not Bob Marley. Not the. The huge guy, Frank Marley. Show me what you go for. I he was huge yeah, in the nineties. No What's I, his I name? Have no idea. The dude with the dreadlocks, huge in the nineties. Oh, are you gonna go my way? Wait, yeah. That's not a Marley at all. That's uh, that was his dad though. One of the Marleys was his dad. Oh what? Uh, oh yeah. What was his? Are name? you gonna go him. my way? I hate <laughs> his music. Then he. Oh no, I liked one song. Oh what no, I mixed it? him up with that other guy. The other guy. Uh, Terrence Trent Darby. Oh, I love I, Trent. I, I, I like him. I don't like the, I called him Trent. I just called him Mr. Darby because that's what he liked. He liked me to speak in a British accent. He thought all white people were from Britain, so that's Mr. Funny. Darby, if you're nasty. Hello, Mr. Darby. What would you like today? What was his name? Uh, Are you going to go my way? I could Google it real quick. No. Okay. Well, just, we'll just... leave that hanging. Call it in. <laughs> Call it in. 385-351-9273. Call it in because we didn't get any calls today, by the way. Really? We got, we got some feedback and stuff like that, which we can do, but we got zero call-ins. What is it? I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. Why what are doing. they scared of the fucking bone phone? Mm. Listen, people, we're not going to answer it. We're too busy for that. No, we're not going to pick it up a message. And it, unless I accidentally put up my phone number and then I answer it and then people hang up on me because that's what That happens. could be it too. Could... You ruined that for everybody. No, but that, what that you was do, before we quit doing them. You call in and it'll say, hey, you've reached the bone phone. Yeah. Leave your message. And then I you think, go, hey, guys. I think guys. it says Mike. You know what? My daughter's called twice in a row right now, but I'm going to wait till after this intro to give her a call back. How's that? Right. So this episode, we're actually going to be talking about a band that I've never heard of until now called ASG. Right. Stoner metal. Stoner, sludge kind of type yeah. thing. Their new album, Survive Sunrise from 2018. You know what I like about this band immediately? What? 
boobs on the cover. Yeah. But it's like, that's not a win. And not that's only boob on the cover, but beautiful artwork. Oh, Don't yeah. Don't you think it looks like... Absolutely, I mean, the, the I nipple do. and the breast is like the best part. Absolutely. That's the perfect. It's like, like, I can look at that. In fact, I looked at that as I listened. And I was like, it fits. Yeah. It fits. In that's amazing. Oh, <laughs> uh, I can't fit a golf ball in my mouth. If she so was right there in front of me. No. <laughs> Uh, we're also talking about a 1987 classic called Near Dark. Yes. We're going to get into that one. And I pump, I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised that we've never talked about this one after 200, 227 episodes, you know? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's kind of shocked me too, because you're like the horror movie guy. Well, no, but, but I've seen I was se- very shocked it. by that. I've seen it since we started this a couple times, but it's like we've never talked and about it. And he even this. does say, you know, he's Chet. Oh, yeah. And he, oh, yeah, he yeah. even does a <laughs> yeah. in the movie. And Bill I went, Paxton. Oh. Uh, okay, I'll save it because I was about to jizz all over the memory of Bill Paxson, but we'll yeah. save that for when we're talking about the Yeah, news. please jizz on it later. So I've got some good news and I got some bad news. Oh my. I'm lying. I have no good news. Oh my. I neglected premium this week. I've been so busy. I wasn't able to film my intro oh. for SS Girls. I'm going to do that this weekend though. So it won't be Friday night movie. It'll probably be Sunday night movie. You son of a And guy. I started working on a, a new trivia uh, video, but that I, I just didn't have time this week to do it. The last couple of weeks. I've been busy. It's like my kids are, are getting ready for a vacation. It's Jen's birthday. It's yeah. like I didn't feel like it some night. Hey, you know what? And I'm sure the people that are paying attention, they go, you know what? That's okay. Well, I know. I, I mean, I Life do. things I mean, happen. But the and they is, say, hey, guy, I'm angry with you, but also that's okay. But this is, that, but this is something for me. I'm mad at myself. But like I said, uh, check it out later on this weekend. Uh, it will be up there. That's all I got for the intro, man. We ready right. to? We ready to dive? I'm right ready in? to to stone metal it out, and I'm ready to near dark it out. Well, let's start with uh, the question of last episode that nobody called in for, but a, a few people, you know, they shot us some tweets and some twerts. And last episode, we were talking about Ghost's new album. They're pretty creepy and may have freaked me out if I were to hear or see them back in a young age. When I was a kid, there were a handful of bands that, because of my puritanical upbringing, I was creeped out by. Did you have a band or a song that did this to you when you were a kid? If so, what was it and why? Why don't we go ahead and start talking with... I got some uh, sports buddies reactions. But I saw the one guy that's got like a the jazz logo. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I went, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So, so we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back to talk about that. Excellent. All right. So like I said, we didn't get any voicemails. So we don't have to play those, which is good. Actually, because my voicemail computer is being used for tunes for the birthday party that's happening outside. Oh, well. No, yeah. that, I feel like that just kind of works out, and that's good Good for everybody. No, but listen. <laughs> 385-351-9273 is the number you call. You listen. You leave a message. We're tired of this bull crap, I feel like. I feel like it's time just to I want to hear loose. voices, people. I want to hear people <laughs> say, hey, man, what's up? Remember? The old timey days when you would call in and yeah, you would say, you'd get like twenty five. Well, I'm just talking about any time that people used to call into things and go, "Yeah, you remember know, how got great you felt? You felt great." So I'm do sick it now. and tired of tweet and twat and this and that. I want people to call in. Call in. I agree. I agree with you. I think I feel like uh, I got a good question for next episode that people will want to will want to like because uh, because it's personal to them. It's very you know what. So we'll see. Anyhow, let's go over the uh, the feedback we got for this one. BYU Boozer at True Brew Krug, a buddy of mine, because he's also a non-traditional BYU fan, like myself. Okay. 
He says he discovered the band Tool when he was about 14. Maynard's beautifully powered vocals showed me the young choir boy, a sound I'd never heard before, and the ridiculous talent of Danny Carey and the rest. I was hooked. My mom bought me the album Undertow for Christmas. Luckily, my sweet mother didn't preview the album before giving it to me. I popped in the album and I was soon listening to a song called Prison Sex. Reading right. along with the lyrics from the album booklet. I wonder how a 14-year-old, when, when like shit blood and come on your hands is shit coming blood on my hands (laughs) but let's just say that the song is inappropriate for nearly any day of the year especially for christmas you know what's funny is this is kind of one of mine all she would have really had to do is just flip the cover over and see prison sex because here in the song it's that one line well i mean i mean it's like she's mama's not gonna sit there and go ralph what are you listening to (laughs) right and then, unless, well, and every mother that walks unless into the room, they go, Ralph, Ralph, what are you listening to? It'll say, shit come and blood on my hands. Shit blood like, and come on his hands. Ralph, turn that off. You know I don't approve of that. <laughs> you know what's funny is, so Tool didn't come out until I was in high school. I feel like, I did see, I, they came out before, um, but they, uh, I saw them at Lollapalooza in 93, and Undertow was out for that one. I did see them in that right. But I remember, I remember the first time I ever heard them, I was in the mall, the Leighton Hills Mall, at some kind of a like clothes store, which was like trendy or whatever. Banana Republic? I don't know. I, to be honest with you, it could be. I have no idea. Do you have anything brighter? I need something that really shoots out of the, you know, like bright. Banana Republic didn't have dark colors. No, 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 no. This was kind of darker, though, too, is what I'm saying. Right. So I feel like so it, you're I saying feel like hot it was kind topic. of a, not, Well, no, because I don't think they existed. So you're back saying. Then. I feel like it was a, skate, a skateboard shop. Oh, half, okay. Half skateboard shop, half like. So whatever. Zoomies wasn't out. And then, but remember that song, Opie that goes. Jesus Christ, what don't, don't you come so save I'm sitting there and I'm I'm just looking through shirts probably because that's all I wear is black t-shirts. Right. I was going through and all of a sudden I heard that and all of a sudden a cold chill came over me and I'm like, oh my goodness, what is this? You so, said that to yourself. In, in, my, your in my brains, yeah. I mean, I don't, I was probably with my friends and I would never like be, right. be a, such like, a giant Jesus. Person. One of your friends went. Jesus Christ, save your life. He's already saved your life, bro. Jesus. <laughs> He's already like, song. that's why he died on the cross, man. That's why he did. <laughs> and then you went, or perhaps I should investigate more. Oh, no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm on Team Jesus forever. Oh. For, well, for no, I'm just saying with Tool. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Tool. If your friend said. I thought you, <laughs> meant, I thought you meant. Uh, I thought you were talking about. Uh, uh, investigating jesus more <laughs> no you've investigated him thoroughly in fact he doesn't want you to do it anymore he sent me a letter he said stop no he wouldn't want to know why he, he said stop he keeps it. calling me he keeps calling me in, in my in during my prayers and he's like hey mike remember me we were good together he's like stop it dude because i talked to jesus yeah and i just say what do you think of that mike guy you know and he's me- just like dude he needs to calm down a bit. <laughs> well, maybe. Maybe that's true. Maybe. He's always thinking about me. He's always lusting after me. I'm He's sick always, of it, dude. How many prayers do I have sick to field in one day from one person, right? Exactly. That's how... I, I'm just very righteous. Let's just leave it at that. Kevin Kayer, from the group, actually, he said... Love I love that guy. Oh, totally. I was a free-range kid, no restrictions. There was a band that intrigued me more than Sabbath Priest, Sex Pistols, and they were called... The Plasmatics. Yes. Wendy O made me tingle in weird places, and she was a bad, bad girl. She was a very bad. Do you know? Lady. Can I be a dick? Can I be? Can I? Can I 
talk shit about Wendy O. Real quick. All right, before you do, though, okay, okay. Gene Simmons produced her album. So uh, just with that, go ahead. From the neck down, she is a gosh dang treasure. She's a butterface. I never, I, I mean, I love the time when she came out with like the electrical tape on her tits and the X and stuff like that. Yeah. But she, she, I never, I could never be fully invested because of her face. It was, it was tough for me, man. You didn't like those hit song, those. Oh those, no, no, the songs were fine. The song I never got into them as much as maybe. But she had those tits out. And, yeah, but the problem and that is that face I, was I, singing out of a microphone at you. But I'm just like she looks. Well, I feel like she look. I mean, not not that she's necessarily ugly. Sorry, I, I feel like I'm getting ahead of myself. Hashtag she me looks, too. She Jesus, looks scary. Dude. Like she looks like a very scary. I person. saw L seven once. I saw him once, and and they were saying to the audience. Which one of you dudes want to fuck us tonight? And I was just like, damn. Whatever they're looking for, I do not have. <laughs> and they were they had Wendy O. Williams' face. By, oh, yeah. You know, by that. Like mean. Like, that, I didn't mean like ugly necessarily, but I meant like. Anger like, like, and, and just rock and roll. Well, it, like mostly anger and hatred. I feel like there was so much hatred on that. And it was just like. I yeah listen, I believe the L seven said something kid. like who's got a giant cock that wants to fuck us tonight. And and you I know went, what? I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm like no. I I just feel like there's nothing I could you know if I raised my hand going I think I can. They would embarrass you. They would go oh yeah. All four of them would just yeah. sit there and go look at this fucking little disgusting balls. Little dick motherfucker. Look at these disgusting little fucking balls on this guy. And I'd just be sitting there going. I do uh, have disgusting balls. And there would be like a big man roadie with a raging boner in his pants. And then that was and, the whole trick. But he's blocking the door. So I can't get out. So they just go, where are you going? We're just cutting you low. That's what we're doing. <laughs> Listen, well, I man. I couldn't have that. I agree with you. Those, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I felt I from stories and stuff like that, even when they were the big, what was their big hit song? When we pretend that we're I loved Andre, too. Andre. Yeah, that's a good one, too. But the thing is, I was never attracted to them, mostly because they I found them disgusting. Cute, no, they were, but... Back I, in the old But time you also days. have to realize I was a young person who was new at the wonders of women. I, I would have got destroyed by those ladies. But you know for a fact, Lita Ford never asking you back into the... That's who you wish. I, in your I was going to say I would have allowed Lita Ford to oh. do whatever she wants because I feel like she wouldn't like cut me, cut like her name in the back with a razor blade. Yeah, but I Those feel L7 like seven even girls if, would. Even if Lita Ford would have said, "After I have sex with you, we'll cut your weenie off." Is that okay? I would not have. Had back sex in the eighties, I would have said, "Ugh, I'm pretty hammered." Yeah. <laughs> that sounds pretty good. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I. Uh, that's a, that's a good question. Call, call it in, would you? Three eight five three five one nine two seven three. Would you have let Lita Ford cut your dick off? Anyways, back to what you were saying. Wendy Williams, yeah, haggard oh, in the yeah. face. Yes. Oh, I agree. I agree. Uh, and I said that I I said that it wasn't about her beauty, but she wasn't that pretty in her face. I'm just saying. No, I'll say, she, so I'll, she, so I'll she's say a smoker both. for sure. I'll say it's both. I'll say it's her hatred and eh. hatred and the pack plus, of Marlboros. Plus, the day I'm a she face smokes. guy. I'm a face guy. I do like, too. You got to have a cute face. You know. That's but, that's where I'm at too. Well, okay, so let's uh, let's move on to Tyson at at Tyson Higgum. When I was a kid, I saw Marilyn Manson on TV, and he seriously gave me the creepiest dude. He gave me the creeps, sorry. Dude is scarier than a clown with a red balloon approaching you on a lonely highway after your car has broken down. Can I tell you the first time I ever heard 
uh, Marilyn Manson. Yes, I'd love to hear that. I mean, okay, no, that's not true. I, I the first time I'd heard Sweet Dreams stuff like that, you know, some of the older stuff. The first time I ever saw him was on MTV for the Beautiful People video. Right. And that's when all the and I was I was like 19 years old at the time. Yeah. And I was so intrigued by that video because that's right when the like the quick fast moving yeah. face stuff like that. That was brand new. And I was like I felt like it was kind of real. I'm just like, "Oh my gosh." It real, you know what? I feel like I'm a little bit too old to actually get scared of Marilyn Manson, you know, like as a kid or stuff like well, that. Well, sure. But I thought that when that video came out, I thought that was like I mean, because that was, that was the first video I saw. That wasn't the first video he ever put out. But the thing is, is at that time, I was like, wow, that is something new. This is the this is the new shit. That's yeah. a song of his, by yeah. the way. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that guy right there was like, I mean, I wasn't ever scared by him, but I was like, this guy is doing everything five notches up that yeah. Alice Cooper was doing. Alice Cooper was scaring the shit out of people. Yeah, he was. He was. When he when he came out, it was like I am fucking horrified by this guy. This guy is killing chickens. This guy's doing this. This guy's doing that. Yeah. So th- th- Marilyn Manson was like that 90s ramp up Agreed. like oh. And just think about it, if you were if you were like a 12, 13 year old and seeing that shit Oh yeah, you know it's like which is probably how old this guy was. I mean, I don't, I don't know how old he is, but it's like I can imagine that. But I, I mean, I've still got my own stories to tell you, and I've got good reasoning for being scared. Right. We got one more at Jazz Hoops underscore. Right. That's the one you saw. Bands that legit creep me out. I always thought that Bjork was creepy for some reason, and as far as uh, metal, he's not into metal, but uh, he just says Bjork, and I'm not gonna lie to you. You know what the biggest thing that scared me about Bjork? I think I know. Is it the the stalker video? Yes. Oh my gosh! How creepy yes. was that son of a oh bitch? My. No, that like that was like Bud Dwyer level of effing me up. Absolutely, that guy was doing videos of himself going, "I'm gonna send her a box full of fucking acid, It'll splash in her face." And I and I saw the one. Didn't where he, he had, kill himself yeah, in the video? I, I saw the one where he shot his head off, and I'm just Jesus. on like Rotten.com or some shit, and I'm just like. I will never be the same after this moment because it affected me pretty GD bad. Yeah. When you see a dude that's that's like clearly going, I'm fucking nuts and I've got camouflage makeup on my face and I'm going to fucking shoot myself, but he, he she's going to get the box. Scared the shit out of me, that video yeah. did. I was, yeah. Bud Dwyer effed me up a little bit, but uh, yeah. That, oh, Bud Dwyer still Sticks with me. I, n- I never want to watch that again. I don't need to see For that For God's shit. sakes, don't ever look up Bud Dwyer. That's B-U-D-D-W-D-W-Y-E-R. <laughs> don't ever look that up. It's on YouTube, but don't ever look at it <laughs> because look. it'll it's scar not wor- you. It's not worth it to me. It'll scar you for life. No, I saw that on like one of those Faces of Death uh, ripoffs or whatever it was. Like maybe Traces of Death or whatever. Yeah. I saw that and I was like, I was at a sleepover. I went home. I walked home from sam's house i walked like the 20 minutes it takes to walk 15 minutes it takes to walk from his house to my house because i was too scared and i couldn't sleep there <laughs> right i needed a sweep yeah, in my little exactly, bed exactly i was in like high when school. you see something so fucking scary you're like hey guys i'm gonna go home they're like wait a minute exactly you're like no i'm just gonna go home i feel like going home 
I'm like, you sure you don't want to sleep here? I'm like, oh, uh, no, nah, man, I got to get ah, up gee early whiz, You just showed me something extremely fucking. Uh, oh, no, it has nothing to do with that, guys. Yeah. I'm just going to go. I just want, I just got to wake up early. I got to mow the lawn. I got to do this and I got to do that. I'm just going to go home. Right. I ran the whole way home. I, I ran the whole way home. And then by the time I got home, my mom was like, why aren't you sleeping over at Sam's tonight? I'm like, not tonight. Not tonight, Mom. <laughs> Trust me. And you'll thank me, but I won't tell you a word about I'm it. I'm never going to tell her to this day. I will never tell he her. He was a smoking a weed cigarette, He Mom. was not smoking a weed cigarette. No. But I probably but what would have would you preferred. say? He showed me a video. If she, if she came out and said, what? Tell me. You're getting five lashes across your bare, your beautiful, <laughs> bare, juicy ass cheeks. Uh-huh. What? Did and if I told you, her that say, he smoked a weed cigarette, or would you? Sh- would you? Oh say, no, I wouldn't do that because you'd she say he showed let... me a snuff film. Is that what it's called? A snuff? Because I, I don't know. Is that is that even a word? Is snuff a word? I don't know. I'm not familiar. Right. No, but she. But I don't know. I never had to. I never had to go through that. She would say you're never hanging out with Sam again, and that's what and I'm. Then, that's what and, I'm trying to and, avoid. And she would also call up Sam's parents, which I assure. Do you know you what know your what, son? My just mom showed my son. My mom is the type of person. One time, I I snuck out. We went to Lagoon with a buddy of mine named uh, Rob Rogers. Right, went out there. We shot the uh, the security guards with paintballs. It was a fun night. I got busted at like two a.m. We got home at two a.m. I got busted Love at it. two a.m. My mom called over to Rob Rogers' house. So I was like, I don't, you know, that's the kind of person. Like she would call somebody at two a.m. See, back when you were a kid, you you were like. I'm busted. That's fine. Eight weeks of grounding or whatever. Right, fine. Please don't call. Please, Please don't, don't call the parents. No, my, that was the first thing she did. You are the fucking punk. And the I first thing oh. she did. Well, it was it was okay, it's though. The worst. Part of it was that she also saw him running to his house. Oh, yeah. Because we lived, we lived like right across the so street. So she's going, tell me who you were with. No, no, no. She knew. She goes, yeah. so you and Rob, maybe, maybe, you know, whatever. It, yeah. was, it was funny. Oh, son of a. Do you want to hear my answers for this? I do. So my number one answer of all the scariest shit that's ever happening in my life. I grew up in a place called Farmington at a time called the Satanic Panic. Yes. And one time in the forest by my house, we call it the forest. It's just a bunch of trees in like a suburb uh, neighborhood or Beautiful whatever. area though. Absolutely. Nice trees. And and they they I heard that a buddy of mine's older brother was doing satanic rituals out there. Oh. I didn't. I mean, I didn't know. I know this guy's name was Matt Brown. I think his older brother's name was Pat Brown. But and he was kind of a metal. He was like a real metalhead, you know. And so it's like he kind of scared me anyway, right? I mean, I mean, I'm a young young guy. I'm in, I'm in like elementary school, right? Right. So I I go out there because I mean it was a fun place to play. We go out there. It's you know you, Till you ever seen Matt Stand Brown by showed me? up. Have you ever seen Stand by Me? Oh, yeah. Minus the dead body, that was my growing up. Right. right it was great. It was Out perfect. there, nice. All the time we found Playboys from time to time. It was amazing. Play with your peckers out there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, Play with each... Never Play mind. with each other's peckers. <laughs> go, hey, yours is oozing like mine is. That's... I don't... What is this? Well, I don't know what's happening. But... Let's have a taste. The first... No. Oh, for fuck's no. sake. I know. We never got that far, no. son. But there was this little thing. I feel like it was kind of part. I don't. I have no idea what it was to this day. It was like a cement box, like a cement box the size of this room, with two little like two little metal cones that came up out of the top. Except for the cones were cut off, so you could go inside whatever. 
All right. And we do we go hang out there and look at our Playboys and stuff in there, right? Right. But one day we went in there and there was a T S in there. Oh, baby. And I was like, How was it formed? Was it, was it just formed, a TS or no, no, was it beautifully it, formed? It was beautifully formed, exactly like Twisted Sister logo. Oh. And I saw it. And I, this satanic panic still in my brains from Pat Brown. And I'm looking at that, and I got scared. And I was like, we got down there, brought our Playboys down. We started looking. I kept looking up at it, and I'm like, this is some devil shit. I'm out of here. So yeah. I actually went home because I was kind of scared. I mean, we were in elementary school. Man. Right. Like, That's fantastic. Like, but I went home, and I listened to it. The first song, guess what the first song I ever heard from Twisted Sister was? What year is this? 86? Uh, 80 no it's uh me uh, uh how, i feel like i was like i'm gonna 12. say okay like i'm gonna I was say like you're gonna say you can't stop rock and roll it was i'm gonna say it's under the blade or it's uh you can't stop rock and roll oh the first song i ever heard from him and then maybe this throws my ears off i can't remember the first one i you know it, it was a couple of it was a couple of months later or whatever right i saw Wee herman's big adventure Oh yeah. Okay. And I saw All you're right. gonna burn in hell. Their video. You're gonna burn in hell. Stay. Hungry. I could not even watch that movie because it scared the shit out of me because of Satanic Panic, the TS, and yeah. all of a sudden I'm like, they're after me. Hell they are no after evil. me. Evil. He's on top of the car. Don't you think? No evil. Don't you play with no. evil? Cause I'm free. I gotta yeah, burn it. Burn it. Yeah. yeah. So that was that's the, great. That That's was a the great whole answer. story. And it's, I'm not going to lie to you. That scared the shit out of me. And it took me a long time to realize they're just a bunch of guys in drag trying to play rock and roll. Yeah. You know? And they are literally in drag. No, they're absolutely. Like dressed like, uh, like, like ladies. Like that's ladies. That's that's what it that's is. That's Stay Hungry. I want to say it's 1985, 86, but what year, well, I, I, 84. I, I got I to look at, uh, let's see. Because I'm free. You got to burn in hell. Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure. Dare I say 1985, 86, so, 85, but, yeah. But the thing is, that was 85, but I feel like I didn't see it till a little bit later. Right. So it's like, you know, I was yeah. probably 11, 12 years old. Yeah. So it's like, but that still got me. And Fucking whatever. A. That's but a that, great one. That scared the shit out of me. The thing that scared the shit out of me yeah. was, well, I mean, it scared me because when I went to school, there was this tape that kept moving around the school. Uh-huh. And I was going, what the hell is up with this? I mean, literally, everywhere you are, it's like, this guy's got a tape, but he don't want the tape. So it was like this weird <laughs> thing that happened all day. <laughs> and what it turned out to be was Slayer's haunting the chapel oh dude yeah that's also and i knew nothing but mostly because i just bought it and listened to it i i knew nothing about slayer this is like ninth grade Mm -hmm. and i knew nothing about it but it was just like this tape where nobody wanted to have it and it had the uh the pentagram with the bloody sword was it the actual tape or was it it was the cassette tape the real one the real cassette tape the cover said slayer at the top it was white it had the the pentagram Uh with the bloody swords and i just went yeah, I'll take that home. Sure. And I listened to it. <laughs> and I was just like, this is the fucking devil. This is the soundtrack to fucking- hell. And every song was about fucking hell and how sweet and delicious hell is. And I went, oh, my God. Dude. And it scared the fuck out I'll of me. Bet. So my answer is Slayer. Because even later on when I went, okay, this is acceptable to me. Uh-huh. Laying in bed and listening to Hell Awaits yeah. with the backwards message that fades right. in the beginning. 
and you're just going, my God, at any <laughs> fucking moment, the devil is going to just tear me out of the bed and take me away. Dude, so I have two kids, two boys, 10 and 11, which was about almost the same time as when I got the twist. What bands are scaring the shit out of them right now? Yeah. I mean, I'm asking. I don't know. There's, I have no there's nothing. I mean, is it? I, mean, I showed my son The Exorcist, and he went, uh, it was all right. I've been showing my kids the uh, the uh, Friday the Thirteenth edited tits and sex out, but all the kills and they're they they're laughing whatever. When that exactly. movie scared the shit out of me. Yeah, I don't. Know I mean, what... they're enjoying it, but they're just like it's not scary. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, I don't <sighs> know what what is, I we we grew up in a pretty GD good time. I feel. Like. I agree with that yeah. because it's like what's I mean that's that's scary in itself. What doesn't what scares you? That's what, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Son, daughter, I'm asking, and you're like nothing. What? They go, uh, yeah, I can't think of it. You're like they're gonna grow up and be serial killers. I thought that I don't, a couple I, times. I don't think that. I just think that it's just like meh. I don't know. All I'm saying. Found footage films. My kid will get well, spooked by. But some you also of that have shit, to realize but. something. My kids don't have kind of the free range growing up that I did. I I experienced a lot by leaving in the summer at nine a.m. and coming home when the street lights went on. You know, so yeah. it's a, that's a completely and different. Absolutely, that's and, completely changed. So it, yeah, no, it's yeah, totally. Now and you're it, like, what are you doing in there? What are you watching? Get off your up the pop. You know, there's all this I just, shit. I was just watching some YouTube videos. Yeah, I know it's on YouTube, son. I know it's on YouTube. Okay, let's shit shut it down. Yeah. What yeah. scares you? Uh, fucking Markiplier getting shot in the head in a live video. And that might like, scare him. Yeah, I mean, but how I mean, if he was literally shot. Yeah. No, I got you. Yeah. Anyway, that would scare me because then I'd never get another video from him. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my gosh, he's his channel's done. Although it'd make a great fucking video. <laughs> Uh, all right. Thank you guys for uh, responding to that. Uh, okay. We expect calls this time. And I'm going to be a dickhole online. I I'm going to be a dick. I'm going to be a dick. Here's what we're going to do. We're not taking Facebook. We're not taking Twitter this time. Call we're only in. doing calls. We're only doing calls this What time. are you scared of your voice? I bet it sounds like sweet peaches. That's what I'm saying. No, dab no, so of let's, sugar let's on not top. give them that choice anymore. Call yeah. it in. Here, you know what's funny is I asked Jen. I'm like, I'm trying to come up with a question of the episode, and she came up with this one. All right. And I feel like this is good. A little fresh blood coming up with him. Who is the strange, strangest character in a horror movie that you've been attracted to and maybe kind of embarrassed that you did? All right. That attracted to, to sexual, how? Oh, like sexually. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sexually. Very interesting. Call it in because we're not accepting anything else. 385-351-9273. That's 385-351-9273. What are we doing now? Let's get into some ASG. All survive. Survive. Sunrise. Let's do it.
The band formed in Wilmington, North Carolina in 2001, and their genre of choice, stoner metal. <coughs> when you want to smoke a sweet fatty. I never do. That's illegal in this But state. still want to really fucking get rocking hard. Mm-hmm. And rocks with some fucking hard rock. <laughs> These guys have combined that. They have cultivated a huge underground following as a number of their songs have been featured in skateboarding, surfing, and this is a trifecta. Okay. Snowboarding. All all videos. the X Games stuff. All the X Games stuff. The X Gamers, duh, wouldn't you have noticed? They like smoking weed and riding skateboards. But that but how do they pass their physicals and their drug tests for the X Games? Well, very simply. How? With those little packets that you stir into your Are you sure they didn't get a, uh, an oil change? They get an oil change. No. They just get those little packets that you stir into your piss. Ah. Because I'm pretty sure the nurse isn't that fucking anal about standing there going, hey, is your cock in that cup? <laughs> so they what stir it What do you think they in. stir it up with? You know what my mother used to do? No. Do you want to hear a nasty story about drug abuse? Sure. I she guess. would go in for piss tests, but she would dip her finger and let it dry and bleach. Hey, if you're going to try this, uh, wow. system is failed, wow. right? Yeah. You can't get away with that anymore. Jeez. But all she would do is plunk. And back in the day, they'd go, that's a pass. Wow. Okay. Like, I didn't know. I've never. Bleach kills all the goodies. I've never not passed a drug test because I don't do drugs. Wow. Good for you. I'm sure everyone in America says, fucking A, Mike. I just want to make sure that people know that I do not do illicit drugs. Although that, you That's should. important for me. I'm too scared. Anyway. All right. ASG, like them on Facebook. Now, this is important. Bandcamp at asgnation.bandcamp.com. Official Twitter at asgnation. Official Instagram at asgnation. Ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about an album called Survive Sunrise. And you know what's ironic about that is we're also doing a movie called Near Dark about the surviving sunrise. sunrise. I didn't even fucking think wow. about that. Wow. But how about that ending in that movie, Near oh, Dark? Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah it's, it's weird. Right? That's Well, we'll shit. save it. We'll save it. We'll that's save it. That's, that's, that's very say. interesting you said that. Released June 18th. That's a week or two ago. People. What is it? The 22nd now? Yeah. That's like 2018. 13 tracks, 50 minutes on Relapse Records. Home of Terrorizer. Home of, I mean, the, Relapse Records put some shit out. Right. Some sweet napalm death and all sorts of shit. But they also branched out into some stoner metal. Mm-hmm. Produced by Matt Hyde. Necrogoblin. Necrogoblicon? Oh, yeah, that's what they're called. Oh, Necro cool. Goblicon. Yeah. The 69 Eyes. Oh, I, you know I love them. Hate Breed. I hate Hate Breed, but I love Monster Magnet. I do love Monster Magnet. Children of a Bodem. Children of Children Bodem. Children of Bodem. And the sweetest treat of all that you love so much, the Deftones. Oh, I don't care for the Deftones. Oh. I just don't. I yeah. Just, I just want to make sure them. everybody knows that that was a JK. I just want to make sure. I'm just on, on record. Uh, what did you think about this album? Can I talk a little bit, a little bit deeper? I want to go deep. Uh, so tonight, I'm, I'm going to go deep. 
So in the stoner slash doom slash sludge metal. How far are we going back? Are we going oh, no, I'm not, fudge tunnel? Oh, no, no. Uh, I'm, I'm not going into bands. I, I just want to talk oh. about the whole, like, the, I mean, there, there are bands that I really love. Like right. Orange Goblin, Monster Magnet, The Sword, Witchcraft. Electric Wizard, Witchcraft, Red Fang, High on Fire, all those bands. The thing is, is I feel like this genre of music especially lately the last five years five five ten years has been inundated with tons and tons of bands and i feel like it takes a lot for you to not be stuck in the middle right for you to rise to the top like you're the cream like the cream yeah with any genre but yes oh, oh yeah but especially this one because it's, it's just been so big lately and wh- what was that bloody hammers too i feel like was yeah like that. so as I'm listening to this, I'm like, what makes these guys, where do these guys fit in the whole thing? But I'm not going to lie to you, after five, I really started enjoying them. They had a lot of things uh, that that uh, really hit me in the guts. Uh, uh, a lot of their uh, um, like harmonies, they're, they're like... Jason their vocals, Shee on like the vocal. That. Yeah, he did a great job. And it's, it's not monotone. A lot of stone metal of bands is. go... And this guy was like, ah, well, no, and I'm a big fan of Allison Chains, and I'm not saying these yeah. guys are Allison Chains necessarily, but what I'm saying is that's a good. Is uh, they they take that they take the remember how Jerry Cantrell and uh, Lane Staley Lane, oh, I can't believe I forgot work together and they worked together they did that stuff I feel I don't know exactly how they did it I don't know if it's two dudes. But the thing is, is that made it a little bit special, more special to me. Absolutely. And I really, really enjoyed this album. I I 100% agree. Cool. I think his, na- his name is Jason Shee. He's a guitar player and vocalist. And the and the thing is is the songwriting. It, yes, it's it's clearly that stoner Absolutely. metal style. Absolutely. But the way they write the riffs, it's not just chug, chug, chuggity, chug. Mm-hmm. They they break things up. It's 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 heavily it's melodic. He he breaks away. He does have a gravel voice that well, he sings sure, through, but he but, he's but still he also doing it. comes out of it into that. I like that the Lane Staley the, the that and combo. I thought of that quite a bit. Yeah, because because I think that's really what sets it apart. The guitar the the guitar riffs that they write, which is interesting. Because they they can they break away from just that what you what you assume when you hear stoner metal right, you go right. this is what you're in for mm-hmm. they break away from it but I think the voice and the guitar riffs set it apart from a lot of a, and a that's lot of ex- that's exactly what I'm saying because there's so many we've been inundated I mean I remember and I'm kind of still there like let let's say let's talk about this in movie context when there were so many zombie movies that the last thing I ever wanted to see was a zombie movie. Right. But every once in a while, one would just rise to the top and be amazing. I right. feel like these guys are better than your run-of-the-mill sludge metal because there are so, let's be real, there are so many. And they what they did for me is I'm listening to this is it's just like these guys are, I don't, what should I say? They're, I took note. Yeah. And, and the thing is about these guys is I've been shuffling through all their albums. So they've got one called uh, Blood Drive, Win Us Over. They've uh-huh. got Crosses. All of it mixes well together. They're really? not that good at putting albums out on, you know, I, I think the last album they put out was 2013. So oh, okay. they're really so it's stoned. Been five years, yeah. They don't really give a fuck. They're like, <laughs> they're ah, lazy let's, as let's, shit. Let's yeah. get ready to rock again and sure. make a new album. Well, they probably have I, day jobs still. I feel, yeah, absolutely. 
Here is a beautiful band. If you're into that kind of music, that stoner, that heavy, that fucking, you know, that kind of stuff. I I literally put these guys with witchcraft. I Ooh, put that's I, tough I, for I, me. I put that, but no, I feel like I, I witchcraft put, is the pinnacle for this. For exactly. Me. No. I put these guys right up there with that. A lot of it can be left behind. Like any genre, I feel like music, a, a lot of these these guys are easier to listen to than witchcraft, especially what was it, Nucleus, their newer album, which is more of kind of a journey type thing. Like witchcraft, Legend, boom, every song on that was amazing. Witchcraft, Nucleus was a little bit more involved, a little bit more kind of a journey thing. And I don't get me wrong, I right. love it. But these guys, they're, they've got pretty simple. I mean, they got pretty. These simple. guys should be way bigger than they are. I but agree. The I, I've never heard of these. The guys good until news now. is there's like fifty thousand people on Spotify that know who they are. Uh-huh. Their their Facebook page is like fifty thousand people. So you're getting in on the ground level of right. a band that is completely and Relapse Records. I mean, you've right, got some right, big right. artists, but the Relapse has been behind them the whole time, and their fan. Fantastic. Win us over, Blood Drive, no matter what album you shuffle in, put them all in See, there. I never you're heard, gonna go. I, this is the only album I heard. Shit. And the thing is, this is the kind of band that I that I'm gonna listen to for a long time. I mean, this is this is going on my work, Spotify. Let's listen to these guys. I haven't checked out their other albums, but I should. Yeah. And it and his and his fucking voice. When it went, oh, yeah. it's like whining through all that heavy that, guitar, I it's great. I feel like that's what really made me, what what really stood out for me, like I said, the Alice in Chains thing that made them stand out to me. Listen, I love a lot of bands in this that's genre. The, I love a lot of bands. Yeah. But this but this one, it doesn't, It I'm not, I'm not going to lie, it doesn't like hopscotch over uh, Monster Magnet or Witchcraft for me. But the thing is, I but see the weird thing about the Monster Magnet is okay, they're stoner rock or or whatever. But to me, they're just like a fucking heavy band. Yeah, but they're but yeah, they don't have. I feel well, I don't know. I feel like they fit. I feel like they really yeah. doing this. But they are a very different band than ASG. Yeah, and they went with that producer. You know, it's right. like, dude, you working with Monster Ma- Matt? Hyde. I do love Monster Magnet. You know, anyhow, what do you give it? What's your favorite songs? Oh, let's see. I've got a whole thing. Uh, Execution Thirst. Yeah. The Heaven Moon. Kubrick yep. Colors. God Knows We. Heavy Scars. Those are my God favorite. Knows We. Survive Sunrise is one of my favorites. <sighs> I had Survive Sunrise, Execution Thirst. Lightning Song. I like that. Yeah. Oh, Kubrick's yeah. Colors. I thought that was good. God Knows We. Because I like that. I love the fucking drum right coming into that gotcha. shit. What do you give it? I give it a buy, like a straight up high buy. Let's just give it. Let's give it yeah. a high buy. I'm gonna be listening to this band from now on into the future till forever. I mean, they're no, just no, this a was great, great fucking band. Yeah, and you know what's funny? Okay, so let me tell you what they beat out this week. I rediscovered Operation Live Crime. Oh, I was so into throw that right in the garbage. Oh no, I was Is so it into Queensrÿche. Of course, it's with G. I was in 1991. Is it G. Tate or Jeff Tate? I don't like calling him Jeff Tate. It's that's how you pronounce it. But what I'm saying is, this had a lot of obstacles to get over because I was listening to Carpenter Brute, listening to Queens Right came back into my life after a couple years, and all this stuff. But I'm like, no, I am going to listen to ASG. But there you go. That's what I got. That's I got. Hi, bye. There you go. Yeah, I give it a high buy. I think it's fantastic. I think you should check them out. I think you're on the ground floor of a great fucking band. F- if yes. you get in there 
and you listen to it, it's going to be easily... You listen to two fucking songs, you're going to be sold. Oh, absolutely. And you can listen to the first two. You can listen to any two in any order on the album and you'll be sold. And their, their catalog of albums, you're going, damn, it's all good. Listen. I got you. I'm giving thank it you a high buy. I thank you for this. Hey, because, you're very welcome. Because I'm glad to I'm just saying, give you goodies. Oh, all right, so what do we got next? Uh, let's get into some trivia. What is it about? It's about your mom. Excellent. It's time for trivia, damn it. <laughs> Families that kill together. Oh. In honor of Near Dark. What's a good uh, saying for that? I couldn't come up. Families that kill, kill together, together still are together. Are still together. <laughs> yeah, oh, perfect. Like perfect. Here we go. Number one, 2006 horror film. IMDb gives it a 5.2. When Mama and Daddy Die... Well, we ask ourselves, why? Right. It was very mysterious. And they left us with a little problem. You see, Mama and Daddy used to take care of our little problem. And on the outside, we are just an average Northern California family who abducts and kills strangers off the street. Oh, my gosh. What movie is that? 2006, IMDb 5.2, Mama, Daddy, Die, Mama, Daddy, Dad. Hmm. So, okay, so... We've got a problem, and now we have to deal with the problem, because Mama and Daddy always dealt with the problem, but now we got to deal with it. Oh, my gosh. I am have I I feel like I know this movie, and if you were to tell me this, the, the title right now, I'd probably be mad. Stars. Yeah. Corey Knopf. Oh. Samuel Child and Joseph McKeeler, directed by Mike Alateri and Phil Flores. 2006. 2006 film. Oh, 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 no, no. This is one of the, this is one of those uh, uh, movies that were, oh, shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. This is one of those that were in those film festivals. Oh, my gosh. Yes, I see it. I see it. I see it. Oh, my God. Do you have any more hints at all, please? That's it. I oh gave you I gave you all the hints. Corey Knopf, Samuel Child. No, it's one of those ones where you could go to the theater and watch like eight movies because they were like, oh, they were part of the film festival thing. And I cannot remember what it is. Uh, the, is it an I word? I cannot. I cannot. Uh, but that's interesting because I will say, I don't know if it applies to this per se, mm-hmm. uh, but there is a question in there that is one of the... The eight horror films to die for. Or this isn't one of them. I don't know. This is the. I know what you're talking about. It's an I about, word, though. though. It's is it an I word. Am I if I if it's not an I word, I'm taking the deuce. You're taking the deuce. If it's not an I word, it's not an I word. I'll take the deuce. The Hamiltons. You know what's so funny is that's exactly what I was thinking of, and it is one of those movies. Yeah, is it? Yes. Yeah. it was. It was. Gosh dang it! I knew that. Here's a fun oopsie doodle, because there's no trivia for this. After Francis and Wendell have their fight in Wendell's truck, Wendell orders him out of the truck and speeds away. As Wendell's truck speeds out and kicks up dirt, you can see fresh dirt from the previous take. O-M-G. Oh, my gosh. I knew that one. You know what? They actually came out with a sequel to that, but I can't remember that name also. The Hamiltons too. No, it's it's a whole different word. But anyway, I'll, gosh dang! At least I'm I'm happy that All I was right, on the go. right track. Number, Number two. two, 
2009 horror film. IMDb gives it a 6.7. This film is about love and not being loved about infatuation with someone you want by your side. In fact, you might want them deep inside you. It's your crush. As the kids say, you know, the kids say, I know you're my crush. It's about realization that they won't be penetrating your vagina after the dance. Oh, shit. I know this movie. So Lola plots a violent way to get the man of her dreams. What is that? Oh, my gosh. The loved ones. Turn up. You got a radio. Yes, you have that one. The loved ones. Excellent. Starring. uh, Okay, here's the final. Australian people. Yeah, Australians. Uh, under the instructions of director Sean Byrne, Robin McLevy, Lola, prepared for her role by researching the serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer. No shit. As well as watching Misery. Oh, yeah. Natural Born Killers and the works of Quentin Tarantino. That is too much to take in a small amount of time. Quentin Tortellini. <laughs> Quentin Tortellini. He's got a lot of... Have you seen his Kill Bill? Yeah, I've, I've seen Tort- part one and part two. You know what's weird, by the way? So, that's... Have you seen that movie where they're in the winter times? Remember that movie? It's called uh, Kill Kill Everybody. Samuel L. Jackson's in it. I love that movie. What? Oh, oh, it's called... It's not Inglorious Bastard. What's it called? Where they're up there in that snowy lodge. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's... Uh, that's fairly new. What is it like? It's a cowboy type thing. Yeah. I don't remember the name. Quentin Tortellini did that. He did that. By the way, let's just talk about the loved ones for one second. Yeah. You cannot leave that movie without having that song. Am I not pretty enough? See, in your head forever. That's what I did was when I, I, I knew the minute I put, am I not pretty enough? Oh, you yeah. would go, that's it. I don't need yeah. to hear the question. So I tried to do my best. You did a great job, Shane. Number three. 2003 horror film, IMDb gives it a 6.1. They are a family. A family of close friends traveling through the mountainside. When they meet another family. A family of cannibalistic mountain men. Who are deformed? Why are they deformed? Mm. Because of inbreeding. What's inbreeding? Well, you see. When a mommy and daddy love their children very, very much. Anyways, <laughs> what is this movie? Wrong turn. Turn up, buddy. The radio. Oh, you got that right. Okay. Oh, I like that. I just had to add a little it's, bit extra pizzazz. It's like some fucking boys to men right there. Boys to men. Get ABC. Him. BBD. Oh. I don't know. You were going way back to like their beginnings. That's what I'm saying. I wanted to hear some. How do I, I say goodbye to yesterday? Can I tell you a fucking a bad, a terrible story? Yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Oh, dude, I was in love <laughs> with this fucking girl. Oh my gosh! And it was a hot fucking song on the radio. It was the hottest. She was working at a telemarketing center. Did you sing that to her? She had no. I didn't sing it to her. But I showed up and played it in my car with Dude. a fucking thing of roses. Oh, that's her, very no, no, no. That's out, awesome. Outside her window, and she was just like, and I was like, this is gonna win her back. And you know what she said? To oh me? no, that's not you even that bad. Psycho. That's not even that bad. I'm not gonna lie to you. What are you doing, Jen? Don't worry about it. 
But I can Here, see here's what the I'm saying to you. Window. She's like, yeah, you want to buy some fucking magazines? And I was out there going, how do I? Shane, that's not even Terrible, the worst thing dude. I've ever heard. One time in high school, I dated this redheaded girl who was into country music. And you know what I pretended to do to the point where I bought John Michael Montgomery's new album of the time? <sighs> I pretended to like country music. I just wanted the puss. And she was like, what's your favorite lyric? And I was like, all of them? <laughs> no, what was it? They're, no, they had a big song. They had a big song that uh, like a soul group did, too. But nothing beats that song, babe. I'm just saying. Anyway, I can't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try to remember. I gotta save my brains because I'm two and one. Two and one. Turn down, dude. She was just like I had a. I I was on one fucking knee with a fucking bed of roses. Do you know what? Do you know what? You know what sucks about her? Over is you know what she's doing right now. She's dying in a ditch because she missed out on Shane D. She's actually a yoga instructor in denver actually so she's kind of doing okay so okay sorry about that anyway number four does she think about me at night yes she does i want about your dick i just want her to think about the you know the d and the the (laughs) wonderful words that i said to her how do i dude i was in love with her oh that's a bummer i would have fucking stabbed any man in the face even me well, if you came up on her, I wasn't gonna. No, no, because we're friends. I know my boundaries, man. If you came up on her, I might step. Oh, I would never. Where, come where up are we on. at? Wrong. We're turn. at number okay. four. We're at number four. I'm two. Oh, and here's one. the fun nugget. Oh, okay. Uh, when the four are, when the four, the people are running from the cabin after yeah. awakening the mountain men, Desmond Harrington, the actor, broke his right ankle. I did know that after landing on the opposite side of a log. This made it very difficult to shoot some of the scenes after his leg is shot and he has to, his, his, his uh, left leg is shot Ah. and he has to limp on the wrong leg and he's got a broken ankle on the other side. But he, he powered through it. That's acting. Yeah. Right. That is fucking great acting. (laughs) So Desmond Harrington, I salute you. He was in Dexter for a couple seasons and so he's a good guy. I like him. He's a good guy. Well, bless his heart. Bless his Desmond, heart. Call in, 385 385- Desmond took money from people as a cop, so maybe he's not that good of a guy. I mean, that's just his character, and I can't differentiate the difference. All right. Number four. 2013 film, IMDb gives it a 5.9. A reclusive family who follow ancient customs find their secret existence threatened as a torrential downpour moves into their area, forcing two young daughters to assume responsibility beyond those of typical families. Right, right, right. So who is that? We are what we are. Turn up, you guys! The radio! Yes! Now, here's a fun acting nugget. Okay. Prepare for this. Marge. Ah. I heard something. I heard somebody down in the shed earlier. It was a... Iris. It must have been Daddy. He's the only one allowed down there. Ever. <laughs> Marge. Well, it sounded like a girl crying. Oh. Iris. I don't know what you think you heard. But you must be mistaken. That's it. 
Well, you know what? You know and what though? Scene. You should make that a video because and this scene. is Shane Diablo and acting. Scene. Acting, what do you what do you call that thing? Acting 101. Acting 101. Yeah, actor Perfect. for hire. Actor for hire. That's what I was going for, actor for hire. There you go. So there it is. There's Whew. a scene Whew. I delivered for you guys that are listening. And if you didn't understand and appreciate that scene, then GD. It's Marge and Because you do Iris. not understand real art. The, the two sisters. sisters. We got one more and I already you got, won. You got one but more. I'm very happy. I'm very happy. All right, number five, 2007 film. IMDb gives it a 6.3. This film is chock full of all kinds of families, good and bad. When a gang of young thieves flee Paris during the violent aftermath of a political election, the young thieves hold up at an inn ran by neo-Nazis. Yes, 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 yes. That's it. Oh, shoot. I know this. It's a, oh, shoot. I know this one so hard. It's one of the Frosh Extreme films. It's one of the, uh, oh, it's, oh my gosh. Just sing to the people for a minute. Everybody needs a little time away, I heard her say, from her brother. I'm having a hard time coming up with it, and since I already won, because I'm just going to take the day. <laughs> That's not the words. No, it's called in. It's an I word, right? No, it's not. Oh, well, tell me what it is. Frontiers. I knew it. I GD Here's knew it. Here's a fun it. nugget. The Let's film was intended to be one of the eight films to die for. Oh, it didn't. As part of the 2007 Horror Fest, but had to pull. It had to be pulled as it was given an NC-17 <laughs> rating. No shit. By the the dirty fucking MPAA. It was also banned. In Thailand for its violence. Weird. Nope. Yeah, that was a great movie too, by the way. I love any movie with neo-Nazis. Don't ask me why. So there you go. But there You're we the go. I, I'm, I won, but You're you know. you big boy. You got the big boy pants I'm on. not going to lie to you. I am very happy that I knew the both the movies I missed. I just could not bring up their names after 15 beers. So I'm okay. Exactly. 15? Jesus. Well, I probably. I started in? like at four. So oh that's what we God. did. Anyhow, here's what we're going to do. We're going to play a quick trailer for the movie Near Dark, and then we'll be right back to talk about it. Nice. Caleb Colton no longer belongs to our world. We give him a week, see if we can call him one of us. He belongs to hers. But you have to learn to kill. He belongs to theirs. I don't want to kill. He makes a kill tonight. And they all belong to the night. It's three hours short for us to get home. You help me out? What do you want? Believe me, I told you. Don't think of it as killing. Amen. Amen. Don't think at all. It's just something that you do night after night. It's only ever a question of time. You're nervous. I would be too if I were you. Near dark. It'll be your boys falling in with the trouble. Check out time. (laughs) 
yourself some time, son. God damn, this is my family. Let him go. All right, everybody, we're back. You just heard the trailer for Near Dark from 1987. IMDb gives us a 7.0, written and directed by a name you've probably heard of, Catherine Bigelow. 19 directorial credits, Point Break, Blue Steel, The Hurt Locker. She won two Oscars. Oh, wow. Best film and best director quality, folks. Oh, yeah. Zero Dark Thirty. She did that. that, Zero Dark Thirty. Oh, Zero Dark Thirty. That was her first movie, right? This was our first movie, yeah. Near Duck, yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, Steve joined us. Steven Hello. from last episode with That's the radio right. voice, apparently. <laughs> All right. I got to turn you up. And from Dark nice. Lord. And That's, from Dark, by the way, BTW. People from cool shit like us, Shane. Yeah. They Go like your us. website. Don't, you got a website? I don't fucking know. <laughs> it was My also God. written by yeah, Eric Red. Yeah. 13 writing credits, Blue Steel, Body Parts, Bad Moon. By the way, Bad Moon is an underrated 90s werewolf film. Oh, yeah, Bad Moon. With, with what's her name, Hemingway. Uh, I don't know that I've seen that. Um, Mar- uh, Marge? Mariel Hemingway. Mariel Hemingway, Mariel yeah, yeah. Hemingway, right. Hitcher and Hitcher 2. This stars Adrian Pasdar as Caleb Colton. Jenny Wright as May. What? How do we know Jenny Wright from Pink before this? Floyd, baby, Dirty Woman. You know uh, it. She takes. No, the top she was off. young lust. Young lust. Right. Ooh, her tits were out. Oh, really? Want a dirty woman? Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right the, back in the. Uh, in yeah, the, in I the loved her there. eating an ice cream cone. I said, "Why do I love her?" Yeah, because no, she's beautiful why. and yeah. her tits were out. Probably. Oh well, well, just no, just the scene when he first meets her. Oh, oh, oh sorry. She's oh, sorry, sorry. I, I was going to say. Have you seen the movie? Near dark. <laughs> I'm fucking with you. <laughs> you know what I'm gonna do? The he people's started. elbow is about to come out. <laughs> it also starred Lance Henriksen as Jesse yes. Hooker. Yes. The yes. immortal Lance Henriksen. Hey Jesse, who'd you who'd you fight for? Let's just say uh, it was the south, the south and, and we, we lost. lost. <laughs> that's right. Bill Paxton, who by the way is Severin, that's yeah. his character. The I this is one of my top two favorite roles that he's ever done aliens is of course the other one yeah and this Uh, is right around the same time so where does uh chet come in chet comes in it is solid number yeah i mean it's great but he wasn't he but he wasn't the main thing dude but what (laughs) (laughs) it also starred from aliens by the way lance henriksen was an aliens bill paxton was an alien can i say can i say yeah go ahead is it janet goldstein janet goldstein yes she was like the butch mexican girl or whatever yes yeah vasquez vasquez yeah Yeah, exactly the juicy you know i hate to say tatas yeah no you never she's in terminator 2 as the stepmom absolutely yeah you know who my favorite person though the the person who i forgot was in this but i love very much tim thomerson the dad caleb's dad oh yeah Loy Colton. Oh, yeah. He is a full moon alum. Doll man, trancers. Yeah, he, he is a treasure. He's been and, in a ton of stuff. Yeah. Caleb. And and then the kid. Yeah. That I don't little, know the kid. That I don't know the kid. Oh, are you uh, fucking kidding? Yeah. That I don't know who the kid is. Oh, oh, yeah, he was in one of the best movies that I, I think personally. Spit it out. River's Edge. I never saw it. Holy fuck. 
River's Edge. Uh, okay. I know a now song by me, uh, in Life and Mary Three. River's Edge, that. Keanu Reeves, Ioni Sky, right? I ever seen Dennis it. Hopper, no, right? I seen and it. Crispin yeah. Glover. Yeah, I've with, seen. I've on, seen that kid's oh, face dude, all over the place. Dude, with the soundtrack with Slayer. Slayers in the Seven Mary from, Three from was like, on that show. No mercy. Don't go down to the waters that she said yeah. to me. Yeah, and it, and in in uh, um in River's Edge, it's about uh, a kid named John Toilet, hmm. to, uh, Toilet who uh, kills his girlfriend down in the river, right? Strangles her, and then goes to school, and they're like, "Hey, where's your girlfriend?" Like Jamie, you know? Right. Oh, I killed her. Jeez. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. And he takes him back there. You know, and yeah, there she I've, is. She's laid out naked, you know, dead. I got to oh, see that oh, now. Oh, you Rivers kidding? Rivers Edge. Edge. I've never seen it. And and Dennis Hopper plays a one-legged b- biker named Feck selling weed to the kids. Ah, Crispin this is, Glover. This is new to me. This is Crispin a new movie Glover. to me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Crispin right, Glover. right. What, uh, what do you think this car runs on? God's own methane. Oh, Crispin Glover. Fucking great. <sighs> I'm going to have to take your word for no, how great brilliant. that movie it's is. Brilliant. Rivers Edge. We'll see how it but goes. But the little kid... Right on the same. Uh, I think he was in that. Before. Yeah, he plays a little brother. I know what you did. <laughs> I'm gonna tell everyone yeah. what you did. Yeah, like, I've seen that. Shit. Maybe I've seen that. But, I don't know. But, but Keanu Reeves' best line ever is, "Well, all you want to do is lay around and fuck my mom and eat our food." And and the, the dad's boy, you know, her mom's boyfriend. Oh, you goddamn juvenile delinquent! You goddamn food eater! <laughs> no, that's not the best line he's ever said. It was in a movie called oh, Knock Knock. That's pretty good. He said, that's a great one. Free pizza. Free pizza. Free pizza. Come on, because the pussy was free pizza. No, that's I hear what I'm you. But yeah, all you want to do is lay around and fuck my mom. That's mind. all right. You know, but I feel like that was I may Keanu's or may not worst. Have said that a couple that was Keanu's life, yeah. worst moment of all time. Well, and we well, have to accept that. Well, and this is before Bill and Ted. Right. Oh, who? Who cares so about before. him before Bill and Ted? And he is, he's a total No, we like, love him. Hothead. Oh, he's great. We'll see. I, you great. listen, I'm Bill not Ted, convinced. I was like, you guys can talk all you want. Yeah. I will never be convinced till I see it. What? what? Oh, River's Edge? River's Edge. Oh, let's watch it. That it's not may a or may movie, not have been a live song. That's probably no, why Edge. I haven't seen it. Yeah, no, it's it's Take it down it's under the water's edge. Caleb, a handsome young cowboy, is hanging outside of the local bar with his buddies. Right. When out of the front of the next door comes walking out a ye- beautiful young woman named mother. May. She she's not a mother. She's not a mother. I doubt she's, she's a no. mother. No. She's a mother effing hot she's bitch. A, she's a mother hot lady that I'd like. She's to a hot little know. number that obviously isn't from around these parts. He hits on her pretty aggressively. She seems a bit hesitant at first, but she needs a ride home, so he offers to take her, as long as she gives him a kiss. Right. Right. Well. The whole horse scene. Well, let's go through this, then right. we'll talk about all that. Take let me let me just get. get through the plot. Let's right. just get through the right. setup, and then we can we can freestyle all we want. And and I'll tell you what my complaints about the movie are. They're Fine, few, good, but, yeah. That's but what it's we'll consistent. do. Okay, right. I like that. Well, I, okay, that's yeah, perfect. They hang out a bit, flirting, etc. He says he won't let her out till she gives him a kiss. They start with the kiss, but she ends up biting him pretty hard on the neck. Then she takes off. Hurt and a bit disheveled, when the sun rises, Caleb's skin starts to smoke and burn. He tries to make it to a bu- uh, to his dad's farm, but before he's able to make it, a Winnebago hauls by him and basically kidnap kidnaps him. Kidnaps him. Kids kidnaps him. <laughs> Inside, there's a rough looking crew. You're coming with us. We have Lance Henriksen as Jesse Hooker, the charismatic and seemingly level headed leader of the group. Jenny Wright as May, the beautiful woman he met the night before. Bill Paxton as Severin. The wild card, off his rocker, crazy man, and Josh <laughs> and Joshua, John Miller, 
as Homer. He yeah, was a, he was a H O M E R. Exactly. I wouldn't mispronounce it if I were you. <laughs> well, it becomes pr- yeah. pretty clear very quickly that these people are vampires. They think about killing Caleb, but May tells him that he she's already turned him. Jesse says the leader says he has one week. If he doesn't fit in, he dies. We have issues with Caleb, the newly turned vampire, is having a hard time killing and feeding, so they take him to a bar to try to get his first mother effing kill. Right. The bar scene. Let's okay, let's open it up. Let's talk about the bar scene. First of all, well, hold on. You're you're missing the whole Greyhound scene. Well, right. I mean, we're not trying, trying to, get... to give everything out. We're we're just we're just trying right. to give kind right. of an overview. But I wanted to talk about the bar scene. John right. Parr's naughty naughty. Oh yeah, no, it that is a great scene. Um, mate, are you looking at me funny? No, I'm saying, are you talking about Naughty Naughty on the... Uh... Naughty Naughty. Cute and yeah. howling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't like that song? That guy shouldn't and, have been putting a fucking quarter in that machine to put that song Oh, on. my gosh. I mean, that I mean, is isn't there, perfect. Isn't there some uh, gold no. earring? Gold earring. Is, 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 <laughs> after, Nobody after, yeah, yeah. Somebody was to that fucking song. I listened to that song. Bar. By the way, that Golden video was hot because it's like, it's all about like I'm sexual harassment. No, it's I'm about hearing... sexual harassment after, because basically the video, he's like, he's like a dude who's old, who's kind of old, who's in like a, he's fixing cars. And then the, the chick gets in his car and he's trying to like touch naughty, her. Naughty, naughty. Great tune. Oh, I love that. I stopped putting a nice. coin in there. But the bar scene is probably one of the most iconic horror movie scenes of all time. I would say definitely probably one of my favorite vampire Absolutely, like major kill scenes. Yeah, I, and I really think that Tarantino kind of borrows from that. Oh, I'm sure. In Dusk Till Dawn, you know what I mean? Because when they go into the bar, all the oh, vampires, dude. you know, you know, it's it's. What do you want, sir? Yeah. Only a couple minutes of your time, exactly yeah. as long as I can't the remember. The I love it when he sticks his, life. Yeah. his chin Come in on. that beer and goes, "Hey, <laughs> yeah. hey, they Buffalo say. Bill!" Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they mess with the people, yeah. they f around, yeah. but they're vampires, so they have super well, strength. Yeah. Let me just get through this real quick, and then we'll just open it up. The whole time, Tim Thomerson, Caleb's dad, whose farm he was running to in the beginning, witnessed the kidnapping. Gets the cops looking after him. There's a lot of things that happen in the story that I don't want to give away for anybody who hasn't seen it. But there's some tropes from other vampire movies. You know, pr- there's some yeah. there's some pretty basic stuff. But the bottom line is, is this is a completely different kind of western type vampire movie. Yeah, it's yeah. set out movie. into the in the what, what Texas. And you know, there's yes, a lot of Texas, things. The western Oklahoma. back, yeah, town, so like it's like Oklahoma, hey. Texas stuff yeah. like that. But the thing is, is they did some of those tropes. But the thing is, this movie was one of the first that created. A handful of tropes that people have been using forever. John Carpenter's vampires, all that stuff. But there is no doubt that there isn't a vampire movie like this one in the history of vampire movies. What do you guys think? I think it's okay. What do you want? You want my? I want how your. Much I love it. I want or, your or, breakdown. No, no, do whatever I want you want. Your breakdown. Right. Yeah, break, break the, the it. Break it. The biggest problem. Well, there's a couple things I have with this movie. Let's hear it. Uh, first of all, the sun to night ratio. Agree. Tends to be no, off agree. A bit, you agree. know what I mean. It's the like all of a sudden you're in the middle of the night and all of a sudden the fucking sun is agreed like, like midday uh-huh. you know I like, got it you're like what the fuck you know but I do love the hole in the Winnebago with the with the you know duct aluminum tape and, foil you know, and the stuff foil, yeah. you know awesome that's really inventive mm-hmm. you know and especially the, the, for covering up to go right. well, if we just stay out of the sunlight right. we're fine yeah, yeah and I do love how they introduce each of that with a backstory a little bit on each of the vampires mm-hmm. and then. I don't want to give it the ending away, but the ending, yeah, I think they were. No, kind the of, ending was a little bit. I feel like it reaching. was rushed a little yeah, bit. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, I exactly. feel like it was like, oh, 
we got to end this shit because this right, movie is right. this long. We got to do it. And it's, I, I like the ending because okay. I, I feel like they were going, what are we willing to do to hold on to our own? Right. Yeah, but the thing is, no, is they could have come back. Of, and they were kind of ready to go. My biggest problem. When they problem. grabbed hands. Oh, no. Like, that's not what I'm talking about. Oh. I'm talking the very end of oh. the, you know, of the end. You know, okay, the I got solution. you. Well, the, See, the thing that's, is, that's a problem is they, I had too. The only yeah. problem I have is these vampires have been patient for years and years and years, right, and all of a sudden right. they're not going to be. Right. Sure. I'm not going to lie to you that didn't f this up for me very much because right. the movie is amazing. And is I did great. think, like, what's the deal with you know what's his name the the dad that's like me? Tim Thomerson. Okay, yeah. Hey, yeah. everything's yeah. he's a vet. You know, he's he's working on farm farm animals. Things I do love about it. I do love the cinema photography of the movie. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, yeah, the, there's some shots. There's the shot. When they all come up over that over hill, the hill, and there's that back right before lit, the bar, yeah. right in the train, yep. and the and the fog. even the shot where yeah. he's coming up on her while she's eating the ice cream cone, right, right. It's sure. like it looks some beautiful, shots. fantastic. My favorite, my whole favorite thing about this movie is the chemistry between characters, between that whole family well, who's been around, yeah, and all that stuff, and how Jenny, I can't remember her, uh, May, yeah, how May, yeah, May. Fell in love with this guy, and now it's kind of like he has to meet her family or whatever. Right. But right. this is like whatever. I just like the whole like the 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 chemistry between all of the characters. And by the end, though, that's kind of disintegrated a little bit. And so, well, I sure. Know. Um, there there are some funny things. I love the little kid Homer. He is like <coughs> fucking crazy. He is. You know? He's and, a kid. And for my money, Bill Paxton is oh. Severin with you know his method of kill he you know also his just, acting and his character in this like i said is my second favorite thing i've ever seen right, him in. but right. it is amazing it he is, was he was what pushed this movie for me yeah. it wasn't about caleb and may as much it was i wanted to see more of bill paxton that's this. right well i i you see i remember when lost boys came out summer 87 right same here and um near dark was slated to come out that summer mm-hmm. oh really well, yes and the studio pushed it off to November because they just felt like Lost Boys Lost would Boys have destroyed was, it. Oh yeah, because it's well, way it, more it still pop. Buried it because Lost Boys was just huge. You know the Hames and absolutely, you know. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. But to seen Severin as a Lost Boy, that would have been. You're right. That you know what I mean? Like on the fucking bike. Who would he been? Because he would have taken out old David. You know. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, is David stood out. Michael stood out. Right. But. If Severin would have been in there, that would have oh, been a completely man. different would, movie. It would have been amazing. Shifted. That would have. I would have loved. Actually, I would have loved. That's a good point. That's you a good know, point. because he's that renegade kind of, uh, but but older than the age of the Lost Boys. You he know, is, you yeah. Know? But still, that kind of fuck you. I, I did, feel like he could have fit. You know? I I did get a feel of the yeah. like that Lost Boys. Yeah. Right. You know, right. Well, you movie. have to remember that the Vampire Lestat was really big. At the time. Well, the book. The book. Yeah. Yes. And so Interview the Vampire had, had been out, mm-hmm. picked up some steam, then she then Anne Rice came out with Vampire Lestat and this whole No, idea. that was uh that was Queen of the Damned, the movie. Oh no no the book. No, you're no, talking the book. about the book. I'm yeah, you're right. Book. you're right, yeah. you're right, you're right. And so for a lot of the goth kids, the kids that were into the vampires for that time were really big into Lestat. In the idea of a vampire being a rock star. So, right. you know what I mean? I'm not going to lie to you. I read all those books back yeah. in the day. Yeah. And right. Those were amazing. They oh, were, she's a great they one. were honestly there. I mean, I feel like they weren't that 
I mean, I'm not trying to be a dick, but it's like they were kind of girly a little bit. Well, that's but what's I read awesome them. About I read. I read all of those. I enjoyed the shit it's, out of them. I vampires didn't tell are lovers, dude. Yeah, they but in those, in those, they can't even get boners. They just the like fucking... touch soft parts. Is no, all they right. they they suck you. They they make you come with. Their and fucking maybe it's bites. it's maybe yeah. that's deeper than yeah. actually dick stuff. Well, absolutely. I, I, Ask I, a fucking vampire. I've yeah. yet to hey, one. Hey, if I bite you on the neck and make you come hard, is it better than me sticking my vampire dick in you? No. She's going to go. No. If I'm a vampire, I still want to get my dick She's going to say, fuck yeah, it is, baby. No, no, correct you're me sucking my essence instead of squirting some nasty bullshit. Isn't there a bite <laughs> on the wrist in that? Yeah. She helps Caleb. That's right. That's right. To, and he bites her to, in the wrist. Oh, no. Right. 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 Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. She's like. Uh, she bites and he sucks. That's right. That's right. I so did like that. Very sexual. Yeah. There was that scene when they're in the in the semi truck with that driver and he's yeah. hilarious. He's really. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That dude is it, just like. Ha ha. Yeah. Do you I'm know like, what? Do you know what one thing? truck. Do you know what truck driver? <laughs> there was one thing I'm about like, this, this movie. This dude is just like, I don't want that guy behind the big rig of my fucking company. <laughs> no, he's truck. probably he's like, fine. Hey, smoke it and drink it. He's out there in the fucking oh, dirt yeah. going, oh, oh yeah. this motherfucker can't drink worth a shit. So Tangerine like, Dream did the soundtrack. That's to this. right. Yeah. And the thing is, Tangerine Dream is, I f- they've done great soundtracks. Number one, The Keep. Have you ever seen The Keep? Yes. Amazing. I mean, it's an okay movie, but the soundtrack is amazing. Right, right. I feel like they added kind of a dream feeling to this whole to the whole movie, like Vangelis to Blade. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And the thing is, so I feel like that affected the movie so much. If you had, I mean, outside, if you had John Parr, let's say you had John Parr do the whole soundtrack, right? Completely different movie. Tangerine Dream does this. We're kind of airy. We're kind of whatever. Right. Yeah, I loved it. I feel like that was perfect. That's it. Did feel like that watching it. It did feel like it's like. Are we watching? Well, yeah. I mean, what is this? Yeah. Very yeah. dreamy. I loved. Uh, you know what? Tangerine. It's a very good point. I agree. Yeah. And and I mean, it's it's you know you think about people who've done soundtrack movies like let's talk Goblin, let's talk Ennio Morricone, Wendy Carlos. All the Wendy you know, Carlos is one of my favorites. And the, but the thing is, this would have been a completely different movie. I feel like if anybody but Tangerine Dream did the soundtrack. Yeah. So I loved it. I feel like it had that. I feel like that's what differentiates this from something like The Lost Boys. Because right. I was into pop. You're, you know, you're getting all these like straight up, you know, pretty normal soundtrack, great tunes in that in that show. And I love The Lost Boys, but this gave it an extra, uh, like a, like a, like an angle to it that made it just a little bit further out there. Well, the thing I really like about it is it's so much more underground than Lost Boys. Oh, I mean, totally. I mean, oh, yeah. I'm not totally. talking shit on Lost Boys. I love Lost. No, Boys. No, everybody loves but, Lost Boys. Right. But it's the that underground, you know, it it would have like premiered at Sundance. But let know, me ask that, you that, something you know, though. You know. I yeah, I yeah. watched this. I saw. I I to be honest with you, I have not seen Catherine Bigelow's Oscar winning movies. I've never seen Zero Doc Thirty or the other one that she did that right. she won the thing. The thing is, is I watched this and I'm like, you guys are talking about the beauty. I'm talking about the soundtrack. I'm like, if she didn't go anywhere, I would have been very upset. Right. She no. did good. You can yeah. definitely see the making of an amazing Absolutely. Director, you know? And Without you a can doubt. see the making of a of a dude that you rehire with a fucking old boy fucking Severin guy. Absolutely. Uh, oh, no. Paxton. You can Bill see Paxton. Going, yeah. yeah. And Lance he- Hendrickson. He's I, you been, know, I love Lance Hendrickson movies, more right? than my life itself. That yeah. guy yeah. kills. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. And now, I think that the fact that they were on this movie together, it was kind of uh, serendipitous. You know, they didn't plan it. 
you know. Well, uh, there were three from that same movie. Right. Oh, yeah, right, that's true. But um, I don't think it was like, hey, let's all try out for this movie. But what you do is go, hey, they work well together. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody yeah, went. I mean, their chemistry is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. There's an okay. So there. Let me do a couple of nuggets. This was this was Catherine Biggles' first solo directorial effort, and the film's producer Edward S. Uh, Feldman told her that if she couldn't handle it or didn't know what she was doing while she was doing the film, after five days she would be replaced. She wasn't replaced. So right. she's under a lot of pressure. Oh, she put out this movie. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you. The ending wasn't amazing, but I love this movie. I give this a high buy. Oh, it's great. One of my favorites. What do you give it? High buy? Yeah, absolutely. I give it a high buy. buy. I think it's fantastic. Cool. Yeah. Now, had you seen it before? I'd seen it once before, but many, many years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had to have been, I don't know, 12, 15 years old. This is a movie that I probably watched every year since it's come out. Oh, really? Because I hadn't even watched This had been, I haven't watched this since we've been doing the podcast, which is now six years. I've I've pretty, I I would say maybe there's been a couple of years where I didn't watch it, but it's a regular in my catalog. It's amazing. To, to watch it like once Even the the moment where you're kind of going, what's going on these cowboys? Right. Oh, they must be, oh, they're honing Well, you know what the, the irony is, is? She was going to try to make it just a straight up Western. Yeah. But, but the thing is, she was like, nobody would take that. So she added vampires. And that's why this movie got made. Right. Yeah, but it they, turned out they, to be a classic. They're like, hey, you leave it back. I'm, I'm, go- I'm jumping on this. And you're kind of going, all right, they're going to take advantage of this little girl. Eating yeah, right. Ice cream. Oh, right, right, right. And then all of a sudden it, spins Flips, around yeah. where it's like oh yeah you're the yeah. you're the I do love the feast I do love the shootout scene in the motel absolutely and yeah. I, you know what yeah. I, I love yeah. the truck scene at the end Bill Paxton is amazing yeah. in that oh the, the punch call it in what do you guys love about this movie if you do 385-351-9273 385-351-9273 you guys great episode let's do a quick recap of the question for next episode and then let's get the hell out of here who are the strangest characters in a horror movie that you've been attracted to and maybe kind of embarrassed that you want to have sexual intercourse with them? Bone phone. 385-351-9273. This it, time we're not accepting Facebook or Twitter entries. We want your we calls. Answer? Can I answer that? Well, you can answer by calling into the bone phone. Uh-huh. 385-351-9273. Wait. Or if it if it makes you <laughs> okay, feel let, better, let call, call Miss right Cleo. Yeah, call her right now. Call her right now. because <laughs> Call Miss Cleo. Yeah, and get you remember that from the oh, yeah. of course I remember Dion Warwick. Call Miss Cleo and yeah. tell that me was your not favorite. Dion Warwick. Uh, Dion Warwick had her own thing. Miss Cleo was, that was a totally a different person. Friends Network, but Miss Cleo also had something. <laughs> but you needed to call three eight five three five one nine two seven three to call in. Yeah, then let me let me ask you a question. Let's have see. have you ever watched Nomads with Pierce Brosnan? I have never. Oh fuck. You know Adamant, what we're gonna do? Adamant and Pierce Brosnan. What? Oh, and here's you the thing. S- I let's, love let's, let's let's close the show real quick and I then talk about I love Adamant. That. Oh, they're they're a they're a group of nomadic vampires. Oh no shit. And Pierce Brosnan is a French anthropologist at UCLA or something like that. <laughs> yeah, some shit. And he called. studies nomadic groups, and he comes across these fucking. What is it called? It's called Nomads. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. I love Adamant. Do you have anything else to say, Shane? That's all I've got, Steve. Oh, I could keep on going, but I think we're good. How about this? Call in your answer to the question of the episode, 385-351-9273. But for the Corpse Cast, we will catch you guys later. Thanks for having me on. Take it easy.